0: Welcome to episode three of the Sportsbet Basketball Podcast. I'm Ed Wyatt. Thank you once again for listening or downloading Sportsbet NBA trader Adam Cox will join me in a bit. But first, it's welcome back to former NBL champion and Sportsbet Basketball Ambassador Mark Worthington. Have you got your parking spot sorted yet? Uh, no. No, okay, because no, no. it says Basketball Ambassador there, right, when you pull yeah, in. Yeah,
1: yeah, I haven't even found the car park here yet. Yeah,
0: we'll, we're working on it. I'm not sure you have a, I haven't a key got, to get in yet, Yeah,
1: no, I don't, <laughs> I don't. We're
0: working on that too. We, we everywhere. Certainly are. How did the, uh, we'll get to this game later, but how'd the uh, first up effort on Fox go? Yeah, it was feel good. All right a, lot it? Of, a lot of
1: fun, you good. know, it's different watching a game from a different angle and, gone from player into the coaching ranks over in uh, LMU at university. And yep. now to a commentator spot, it's different. Each spot has their own unique view on, on a game of basketball. And uh, I think uh, as a first up effort, I did fairly well. Uh, I got positive feedback, but a lot of things for me to still work on. Yeah, of course. As you know, I, I'm probably the hardest uh, critic of myself. So, uh, But I'm really looking forward to getting a, a second game this week when uh, Cairns take on Adelaide. Well,
0: we'll get to Cairns in a minute, but the, one of the big wins of the week that you predicted uh, was Sydney Kings getting their first win, quieting a few critics. 101-78 New Zealand, Lish, who we were a little bit critical of last week, 19, Bogut 13-9, Kyle Adnam coming in with 15. Really, really good win for uh, for the Kings. Mate,
1: did they need it? Yes, they (laughs) They definitely needed it. And we sort of predicted, you know, Adelaide's not a great matchup for them. And Adelaide run the floor, and, you know, Sydney's getting a little bit older. So maybe. it wasn't the right matchup, but New Zealand, on the other hand, you knew Bogut was going to show up. You knew he was going to have a big yep. game. He enforced his will on the game early. He didn't sub out in the first quarter. We've seen that in every other game so far. He didn't sub out until the second quarter. and he I mean, he was just sensational in that game.
0: Yeah, and I guess the thing, too, that this, you know, again, overreactions, week three, and as you say, they play Adelaide. So it's like, you know, we don't get a real big sample size here. Well, you talk about overreactions. Had they lost... Yes. And go gone zero oh, and three. Oh yeah, yeah. Would Andrew Gaze be in trouble? I would think that. The, I would suspect that people would start writing and on social media in particular would start saying that. You saw a few little, little rumblings last uh, you know a week or so ago. I think yes, you would. Is that what? Is that what you think? I, I would have thought yeah. he, he would have been in big
1: trouble. Yeah. And the old nickname, the Violet Crumbles, might have been coming back out (laughs) for the Sydney Kings. Well,
0: the team they beat, uh, New Zealand, now they've lost two at home. they lost to Brisbane at home. They've lost to Sydney at home. But they beat United on the road. So go figure. What's going on there in New Zealand? Well, this is a frustration of mine. Out of
1: all the NBL teams that went to the NBA and, and played those games, New Zealand looked the best out of all of them. Yeah, they did. They were sensational against Phoenix. Maybe Phoenix are that bad in the NBA and we don't know yet. True. But that being said, (laughs) the thing that I liked was their sets and they were moving the ball. They've got back into the NBL and they've stopped moving the ball all of a sudden. It's a lot of stand around, watch one person go one-on-one. And you know you can't win like that in the NBL. It was, it, it, they've been frustrating to
0: watch because you know how good they can be. Well, they get got another chance. Uh, we'll get to this game a little bit later, too. They've got Adelaide coming in there, so that'll be a, a very interesting challenge for them. The game you did, Illawarra and Cairns, we were, you know, Cairns uh, pretty much unbackable favourites in that one, but a big win for Illawarra. Blanchfield continuing his unbelievable form, 32. Jordair Jet 22. And Conklin, uh, despite injuring himself, ended up with 21. Brand effort.
1: Well, the first thing, Conklin, he had 10 points when he did his ankle. Yeah. He came back. And we, I think everyone that was watching, they kept on showing the replays and we kept on telling the truck, don't show it again. It's not yeah, good. Right. It's not good. And the guy strapped up his ankle, got back out there, had 11 more points and about a quarter and a half of basketball. That guy is the definition of a warrior. Put him in the Mick of Acona category because he's an absolute warrior. Then Jordair Jett, you know, he did really, really well, and he shot the three-ball well. And then Todd Blanchfield was obviously on fire in that game, all coming down to Cameron Trigard's lattes a la 4X Golds that they were drinking in, <laughs> in, Mackay, in Mackay this offseason with the QBL season. But full credit to Rob Beveridge. He junked up the defense. He made Can stand around in offense. And then they got out and they ran and they shot the ball well. I think they shot 44% from the three-point line in that game. I don't know if they're able to do that again this season, but they're going to need to have that sort of shooting display night in, night out if they are a chance. Dave Anderson made a huge difference in that game.
0: He certainly did. What what are your your thoughts on Cairns in that one? Just
1: disappointing. And I think my biggest disappointment with Cairns was their lack of effort on the defensive end. And I'm not talking about, well, well, all game, they let straight line drives to the basket. They didn't help. And then with two minutes to go, if you took the score away from the screen and you just looked at it, you would assume that they were seven points up. Their defense was that atrocious and that ugly. Uh, um, Trimble, he's been fantastic offensively so far. He is a liability on defense. And that
0: that was kind of the scouting report on him, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. We were trying to make the comparison with him and Scotty Wilbekin from a couple of years yep. ago. Similar offensive game, probably more offensive game than Scotty Wilbekin. But Scotty Wilbekin was, he'd kill you on the defensive end. He didn't take a possession off. He wanted to beat you. And that's why he's having a great year in the EuroLeague at the moment. Hmm.
0: Uh, another game uh, that I watched most of this one on Sunday really entertaining as we've come to expect Melbourne and Adelaide were doing that rivalry from last year Melbourne United winning again uh, at Melbourne Arena 75-72 Barlow and Boone with 15 Sobe 19 for Adelaide he started out hot it's another one of those you know we had the incident with uh, uh, Golding and Drimitch and, and there just is that little bite when these two teams get together it's, it's like a WWE thing a little bit there's some I, real theatre
1: isn't there I love it well you can't bring in WWE because I did that on the telecast with oh, Cairns and okay. Illawarra because they had the 17-game win streak <laughs> to right. start, and I said it's the greatest streak since the Undertaker. There we go. <laughs> but there is a bit of spice with Adelaide yep. and Melbourne. Yep, and it's exactly what the NBL needs. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, let it let it happen. Joey Wright, he doesn't like going to Melbourne. No, Melbourne don't like Adelaide. There's a little bit of niggle there. I I love it and. When uh, Drimich, uh popped Goulding in the face, I think you can go on both sides of the fence on that one. Did he mean to do it? I don't think he meant to do it, yeah. personally. But if I was a Melbourne supporter? Yes.
0: It didn't look great on the replay. I'll agree. I, I agree with you. I don't think he did it on purpose. Didn't look great if you're a Melbourne United supporter. <laughs> you, you said, ooh, we got him clean there. Yeah, you could hear the crowd. Ooh. Yeah, yeah exactly right. So... Yeah, it's going to be a a great one to watch, and and you know let's not discount that that could be a, a grand final rematch again. It could be those two those two teams again. Uh, another, it's a big week coming up here. We'll move into our, our previews of round three, uh, talking about this team. Huge week for Brisbane. They open on a Thursday night game. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Thursday night game. They got the Perth Wildcats coming in. Uh, Perth a dollar forty eight. Brisbane two forty seven. The line is Perth minus four and a half. This is a massive week for Brisbane. They've got Perth, and then they go to Illawarra on Saturday. They need to get things going. Andre Lomanis is in trouble. You think so? Big time. Yeah. Well, they have two, two wooden spoons back two, to
1: back, correct? Two wooden spoons. Yeah. If you start the season one and five, and you've brought in fringe Australian Boomers players in Jason Caddy, yep, Cameron Glidden, Matt Hodgson, you take New Zealand Tall Blacks captain, Micka Vacona and you say, We're contending this year, and you start off one and five. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good. They they don't look good as a team right now. I I'm struggling to see what their identity is as a as a group. Uh I watched the game in Perth. I watched the game versus the Taipans. I did see the game versus New Zealand. Like that was a totally different group, but yeah. I don't. We don't know where New Zealand stands at the moment. We talked about where Phoenix stands with the NBA. We don't know where New Zealand stands at the moment. Yeah. Um, I I just don't like the makeup of their team. I think Alonzo G is not the f- f- right player, n- not the right fit at the moment. Mm. But I like so many pieces of that puzzle that it it baffles me. It has to be something more than the players. Yeah. Let
0: me uh, let me ask you this, Uh, and we will you know treading in dangerous territory here. But Andre Lamans, two wooden spoons. If we get the third wooden spoon this year, he's leading the national team. Surely there wouldn't be many national teams in the world where the national coach is a guy who's led his own domestic team to three wooden spoons. Yeah, You wouldn't think, well... I don't want to put you in an awkward position, but just as an outsider, I look at that and go, "Mm, it's not a great look. And Andre's a good man and he's been around for a while. Uh, You know, I haven't heard bad things about him, but I think that puts you in an awkward position. I think
1: if they're looking like the wooden spoon, he's not finishing the season with Brisbane.
0: Right, okay.
1: I don't see... I know him and Richard Clark have a good relationship, the GM of the Bullets. Yep. Very good operator, by the way, we should say, Richard Clark. Absolutely. I I can't see how they can continue with Andre Yep. if they continue on this path.
0: Yeah, and, and look, this all may change. They may get a big win over Perth and then go to Illawar and win that one and they're right back in it. Absolutely, but at the same time, you've got to look, and I don't think I'm speaking
1: out of turn here, I don't think too many people win two wooden spoons and keep a, a
0: job to start with. It's a very good point as well. So. Anyway, fascinating one. That's Thursday night, uh, Friday night. Adelaide 36ers head back up your way to play the Cairns Taipans. Dollar sixty seven. Adelaide two twenty six. Cairns. The line is Adelaide minus two and a half. Challenging game for Cairns. Well, for both teams really. Cairns always a tough place to play. But you think Adelaide uh, might get over them here, or do you think Cairns can spring the upset?
1: No. Adelaide have typically had the wood over Cairns in the last couple of years. Uh, They've won more times in Cairns than any other team in the past three years. Uh, Even though both clubs have both scored averaging 90 points a game, Adelaide loves playing in Cairns. They really do. And they'll run up and down. And it's dangerous territory for Cairns Taipans because they're trying to build their new identity of running up and down the court and shooting early transition threes. You just need to shoot threes at a better rate than what they're doing. They're second last in the league at yeah. the moment at 30%. So if you want to have that game, you want to knock them down. Having watched them twice, though, they've had so many open looks and aren't knocking them down. Devin Hall needs to start knocking his mm. shots down. Yep. Yeah. He's a he's a young man with a lot of potential and a bright future, but he needs to start knocking his shot, shots down. Dexter Koenig-Drew. He got bought into this club to make three pointers yep. and he hasn't done it yet. He needs to knock his shots down. They're not the only two, but... Uh, and the, probably the last one is their captain, Alex Lane. Yeah. Uh, he had two points. He's had two points to start the game with and that was what he finished with. Yeah, he's he missed ne- a lot of shots. He's missed a yeah. lot of shots that he would normally make. Yep. So, Cairns got a to tread carefully in this game, but I like Adelaide in this one early. Saturday
0: afternoon game: uh, Melbourne United over playing the Perth Wildcats. Uh, Perth dollar sixty five, Melbourne two thirty head to head. Handicap is Perth minus two and a half. This one always has a little bit of spice in it as well, and I think this would be a good test for Perth personally. Oh,
1: absolutely! I mean, take away their good win that they had in Adelaide, but they've had two cupcake wins since then: Brisbane and Illawarra, mm. and likely to get Brisbane again in Brisbane. Uh, Melbourne be ready for him. It's going to be a great challenge. The thing that I like about Melbourne is they haven't clicked yet. Yeah. Casper Ware hasn't done a single thing this season yet. Hmm, that's ominous, isn't it? Absolutely, because we know he can't. <laughs> DJ will. DJ Kendi has got the biggest rap and rep sheet that you could ever want for a player coming into this league. <laughs> I don't think we've seen much of him to this point. Obviously, Mitch McCarron and Chris Goulding speak for themselves and what they've been able to do. And then Josh Burns having a great season to start off yeah, the year. He is. David Barlow's reinvented himself. It's
0: unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable, Barlow. It looks 10 yep. years younger.
2: Oh,
1: that means I look 20 years older. <laughs> but, but yes, but yes. Um, there's there's so much to like about Melbourne, and this is going to be Perth's first real Test. Nothing against Adelaide, but I don't take anything out of round one. Yeah, this That's will a very be good their, point. this will be their first real test, and I'm really looking forward. This this will be the game of the round.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Saturday night game. We briefly mentioned this Brisbane Bullets. At Illawarra Hawks, dollar fifty Illawarra two sixty seven Brisbane Illawarra minus three and a half is the line. So Hawks favoured pretty substantially here at home against Brisbane. A lot of depend obviously what happens to Brisbane against Perth on Thursday.
1: And the other thing that I'd say is Illawarra is carrying a lot of injuries at the moment as well. Hopefully Conklin is okay. We don't we don't know what the repercussions yeah. of that injury is yet, yep. but hopefully he's okay. Is Ogilvie going to be okay? Is he going to come back? Is Kevin White going to come back? I have a bit of a stash with him on
0: Twitter. Uh, yeah, on it was Twitter did he, he both... with an injured finger? Was that what it was? His Twitter finger was uh, a little <laughs> sore? Is that why he missed? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I don't want to get you in more trouble, Werther. Sorry about that.
1: The, but, uh, yeah, but, go ahead. Sorry. But <laughs> the interesting thing with this one is the Hawks have scored 106, 105, and 104 in the last three home games against the Bullets. Right. And they've won those games by a total of 58 points. It doesn't bode well for Brisbane. No. If you're a stats man, it certainly doesn't. If you're a stats man, and shout out to stat man, Mark Slocum. One of the best. Who gives out all the great stats. Illawarra, I like Illawarra to win in this game. I'm looking for something out of Brisbane. Yep, absolutely.
0: Sunday game, the early game, Adelaide at New Zealand. 167 New Zealand, 226 Adelaide. The line is New Zealand minus two and a half, Um, the pressure again, as we mentioned, they're 0 for 2 at Spark Arena, and here comes Big Bad Adelaide. Well, first things first, Joey Wright's 450th game as
1: coach. Yeah, right. Joey currently sits fifth all-time on uh, games coached in the NBL, and only Brian Curl, who's coached 456, and Brian Gorgian, who's coached 735 (laughs) on top of the mountain. (laughs) It's unbelievable have a better winning percentage okay. than Joey Wright. That's impressive. Joey Wright's at 58% at the moment going into the weekend. Yep. That being said, New Zealand surely have to win this Yeah, season. they do, don't they? Yep.
0: They line, have, line in the sand type thing, don't they? Absolutely. Defend the turf. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: uh, Adelaide coming off the game, like it's a big travel week for Adelaide. Travel to Cairns, then travel to New Zealand. Surely New Zealand, surely Will show us something mm. and pounce on it with a tired Adelaide team coming into town.
0: Later game on Sunday: Cairns, Taipans at Sydney Kings, two fifty p.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Dollar thirty-one, Sydney three sixty-one. Cairns, Sydney a favourite minus six and a half is the line. Pretty straightforward this one. Three sixty-one Cairns, yeah, not three sixty. They got that one cent in there. They love that kind of stuff. You know the traders. They like to mess with me. It's like the 0.5. They just like to mess with me (laughs) when I read these things. Kings to win this easily? I
1: would assume so. And we talked about Joey Wright's record against uh, Andrew Gaze last week. Well, Andrew Gaze has beaten the Cairns Taipans more than any other Okay. There we go. And he's coaching 10 years yep. so far. So okay. there's one for Gaze. Yep, there we go.
0: I'd expect the Kings to win this one. That one on nine go as well as Fox. Monday game this week, uh, Monday night, 7.50 Eastern time. Illawarra at Melbourne United. Melbourne United a Illawarra thirty two. dollars three fifty four. United minus six and a half is the line. That's easily the biggest line of the week.
1: Well, it ain't going to be the thriller... From the Illawarra, like like round one,
0: I like that very
1: much. Uh, This will be a tough game for Illawarra to get up from, coming off a game against Brisbane two nights before, and Melbourne they'll be they'll be champing at the bit, win or loss versus Perth. I'd expect them to win against Perth. I'd expect them to win this game. Yep, and I want to see Casper Ware dominate. He needs to have. You know, Bevo will junk it up a little bit, play a little bit more zone, all that sort of stuff. But I'd expect Melbourne to get it done fairly easily here.
0: Uh, Before we head into NBA territory, the uh, NBL fantasy, of course, uh, you can find it at nbl.com.au. I saw a tweet come flying out uh, earlier about, uh, I think it was you and... Corey, homicide, Williams. Uh, how did we do last week? Were well, there was some uh, issues that your team was off to a very slow start?
1: We did a little bit better. Okay, good. But we've made some subs. Some people have had to uh, not only move from the bench, but they're totally off the team. Right. We've had to make some difficult some big calls. moves. Yeah. Yeah. We've had to make some tough calls. Okay. But uh, the w- homicide and I, we uh, we are getting together at the start of the week and we're picking our teams. Okay. Nothing to do with fantasy.
0: Ah, oh, this is different. Just ah, plainly picking our teams. Right.
1: And we want the fans to vote who's got a better team.
0: Ah, okay. So. What do we got? Why don't you go through it right now so just quickly here. Corey Homicide
1: Williams' yep. team is Jerome Randall. Yep. Corey Webster. Mm-hmm. Brad Newley. hmm Ty Wesley and Josh Boone. All right. Versus Team Werther. Mellow Trimble. Bryce Cotton. Yep. Todd Blanchfield, yep. Jacob Wiley, Ooh. and Andrew Bogan.
0: I like it. I like your team better. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. My team dominates his team. And how do you determine who wins? Anything? Or is it just more a social media thing for people to sort of get involved and say, I like this, he did better, he did better?
1: Um, well, the fans just get to vote. Oh, okay, right. Whose team do you like more? Oh, I see. How's the and voting going? Do we know? So we're only... Just over an hour into it. Yep. 132 votes. And Team Wertho is killing homicide right now, which is just going to be a regular thread really throughout the rest of the season because I just know basketball better than him. Okay, fair
0: enough. That's Um, why
1: I'm in the seat that I am and he's just
0: (laughs) all NBL media team. He's very, very, very entertaining. I will say that. So Absolutely. the fantasy thing still, however, you can still go to nbl.com.au, sign up and join a league. Have you come into your league?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm a part of about 60 leagues at the moment. So <laughs> I love people messaging me and telling yep. me that they kicked my ass. And I like telling them it's not about round one, two or three.
0: Well, now let's turn our attention to the NBA and welcome our man, sports bet NBA trader, Adam Cox. Coxie, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you guys? I'm um, good. First of all, a couple of things. Apologies for not including you in my uh, tweet last week. I... Literally was trying to get get the thing out, and I sort of forgot your uh, handle. And I found a couple other Adam Coxes, but it wasn't you. So it's Adam underline underscore Cox forty one.
2: That's a okay. cath. Is think, that it? I think Weather was more upset with you than I was. Yeah, I
0: know. He took me to task.
2: I, yeah, I had to fix that problem. You're welcome, Coxie. <laughs> Thanks, mate.
0: Yeah, it's got my back. Now we are uh, taping this on a Wednesday, and uh, this just in from an hour or so ago. Blake Griffin. Has gone for fifty points and people were chanting MVP. We took bets, a lot of bets on MVP too. Jeez, give me a break! Yeah, one game doesn't. Uh, he he played well, but let's get not. Doesn't not quite stand up away. for
2: MVP. No, he did. He did play really well. He won in the game. You know, off his back, it was a really good game to watch. It was probably the third really outstanding game this week. So. Detroit three zero. Yeah, they played the Bulls in Brooklyn, though. So I'm not yeah, buying,
1: fan. not good buying
0: point. too much into yeah. that.
1: Are you calling Detroit the Perth Wildcats?
0: Yeah, well, that's right. That would be a good analogy, actually. Covington, who last year the, the Sixers fans look had a love hate relationship with, them, made some huge shots, took some bad shots. What was that defensive error? You've got Blake Griffin barreling down. You've either got to grab him, which you probably can't do because you're not strong enough, or let him have the layup, tie the game, and go.
2: Yeah, I think if uh, you're going to foul there, you've got to make sure he doesn't get the shot up. But
0: Exactly.
2: Then again, with the way the NBA is now, you've got to be sure you don't get a flagrant as well because that would have been worse. So I think he was caught in a rock and a hard place and he, he didn't quite get him hard enough.
0: Now, I'm going to go off script here a little bit because I was sitting around on Sunday. I had drawn the... Uh, social media shift on sunday and i was like oh, i'll watch a couple of games here and there and the houston la game turned into a uh ufc 229 oh punch on how there about is. that oh my god that- or the, what do you think of that i mean you've actually been out there on the call i mean i'm sure coxie i've been a couple little scraps here and there but not at the level you've been playing the game at well i think it's the, the best one we've seen since uh indiana uh, The malice in the palace. The
1: malice in the palace when uh, Ron Artest, now known as Metal World Peace, ran into the crowd, smacked the wrong fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Steven Jackson, world. yeah, Steven Jackson, on Jermaine people. O'Neal, <laughs> and the other one I can remember is the Denver Nuggets. I think it was New York Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks one. Yeah, and then uh, Carmelo just lost it hmm. and just started swinging. So Carmelo's probably been part of the the last two big brawls in the NBA. I think that one was just after the Malice in the Palace. And Carmelo got about fifteen games. Yeah, I think he
2: got <laughs> 15, yeah, fifteen games or something like that.
1: And he's probably watching it now and be like, "Well, you only get two games, yeah, for smacking someone."
0: Well, you were front and center at the uh, the uh, most recent one I can remember, which was uh, Chris Anstey, Reese Carter, when Mika Vacona jumped in there in the uh, Grand Final series in two thousand nine. Mate, the funniest <laughs> story out of all of that is as. Most of the people close to me
1: know that Luke Kendall is one of my close mates. Yes, and Luke was playing for the Melbourne Tigers, and Chris is obviously a really a close trained. mate yeah. as well. But when Mick Vacona jumped into that <laughs> to that scrap, <laughs> Luke tells the story that, a, he couldn't look Mika in the eyes because he thought he was going to kill him. <laughs> Two, he him and Stephen Hall both got an arm each. And tried to pull him backwards. <laughs> and Mika pulled him about seven steps forward <laughs> between the two of them. And now both Luke and Stephen
0: Hoare are very strong guys. Yeah. But Mika, when he's angry... Oh. You just mm. don't want to mess with it. Yeah, he gets that look in his eyes, that's for sure. What did you make of the uh, of that brawl? I mean, obviously you had uh, Chris Paul and Rondo, whether or not they were spitting, I don't know. But then uh, Ingram comes flying in with that sort of out of nowhere play Well, he
1: threw a punch from about half court that yeah. landed underneath the basket. His <laughs> arms are long. Yeah. so long. Um, it's interesting. Chris Paul's getting that reputation, isn't mm. he? Not a lot of people like him. Yeah, I think Rondo came out today and said he's a bad team he did. teammate. He Yeah. Um, I can remember him and Julius Hodge and him and Steve Blake. Uh, there's, there's multiple people that he's got into uh, arguments with. And I think the funniest argument I've ever heard was him and Joe Ingalls at the Olympics. <laughs> and I think Joe clipped him one. And Chris Paul said, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> and Joe said... You don't need to know who I am, but I'll end your career. Which Chris Paul replied with, yeah, but I can still buy your entire family. Well, I don't know if he can do it anymore, but at that stage,
0: it was very, very funny. Well, two monumental games really for the Lakers because they had that one and then the game yesterday – which was highly entertaining. It was very Absolutely insane. entertaining game against the Spurs. And it's probably the first time I've called the Spurs entertaining in the last couple of years. Yeah. But highly entertaining game. LeBron ties the thing, sends it to overtime, with the, as most effortless a three as you'll ever see. Yep. Just casually sends it to OT. Then misses two free throws. And opens the door for Patty Mills to win it.
2: Yeah, unbelievable,
0: extraordinary
2: game. And then Lakers fans were straight on Twitter saying Kobe would have made those free throws. So they're <laughs> merciless.
1: The 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 gif of Kobe with his family yeah. and just said if Kobe was in attendance, yeah. I, and Kobe walking away. I mean, I feel for LeBron. Yep, he has got a lot to do with this team with a lot of expectations. Correct, and probably unfair expectations at this stage. The group is extremely young. You have a group of misfits. You've got Lance Stevenson being the peacekeeper, which means your team's really messed up (laughs) (laughs) if he's trying to be the peacekeeper. But LeBron has to do a lot pretty much every single night. And the Lakers aren't going to be as good as what people thought they were going to be. They're going to have glimpses of what the future is going to look like. But I'd expect there to be a trade before the All-Star break that will change the direction of this team.
0: Well, they're 0-3. And, yep. and, Coxie, you were one of the – I shouldn't say one of the few, but there were a lot of people as the season just about started, really started going, you know, I'm having a thought, I would change your heart about this Laker team. They're going to be pretty good. You're the one that's adamant that you – you know, win total was too high that they're going to go under – so do you feel like, you know, you're feeling pretty good right now?
2: Yeah, kind of. I, I also thought the games were going to be low scoring and they've been mm. arguably the highest games of the season. But, it, you know, LeBron's great. He, he probably will, you know, just get in the playoffs maybe. I'm, not, I'm unsure on that one. But they must see TV. Like their games yeah. are high scoring. They're not going to blow anybody out. They're going to be close games. You know, you've got LeBron in there, but... You know they've got issues all over the court. They're trying to push the tempo up, which is fine, but then their defense is really struggling. And it is, you know, all these young guys are going to take time. It, as I said earlier, it's hard to play with LeBron straight away. You have to get used to how he, how he plays, and you obviously have to change your role, your role lessons. Um, and I think it'll just take them time to get used to each other and play better. The Lakers aren't
1: making the playoffs. No, no go. Dep- no go. Depends the West. How the Mavs go. The, wet, the Mavs are not making the play. We love the Mavs. Coxie and I are both Mavs supporters, but they're not making it either. And the reason being, did anyone see New Orleans Pelicans being this wow. good?
0: Yeah. No.
1: They've been sensational they to have. start off the season. All right? And as we know, if you get wins early in the season, it sort of sets your season up for later on. Yeah. The Lakers, they're going to struggle. And... Not only are they not a good team, they still have a target on their back as not a good team. Yep. And so people want to beat LeBron Yep. regardless. He's been so dominant in the East. People are going to try and make a statement in the West. We don't care if you come from the East to the West. You're not that good. I just think the Lakers are going to struggle They'll finish about 10th, I reckon, mm. in the West, the way that they're going at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah they're, they're off to a slow start, good start. Pelicans, you're right. You had a couple of teams that you really like that have started out uh, quickly.
2: Denver are the ones that come to mind straight away. Yeah. Man, their their team is, you know, well-balanced. They've got Jokic in there, obviously, who's a triple-double threat at centre, that? which is, you know, amazing. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're filled all over the court. Jamal Murray's coming along a point there. Gary Harris is playing sensational. You know, And their defense has improved out of sight. It, I think it was they had uh, their first three wins, they kept every team under 100, which you said that two years ago about the Nuggets, you'd be dreaming. Well, I did pick the Nuggets to
1: beat the Warriors the other day. And you did. In my, you did. my video before the NBL game. The other thing is we got to talk about Jokic, 35 points yeah. on a perfect game, triple-double. Yeah. Only Wilt. Wilt only, the only one that's done that. Only Wilt Chamberlain, the only other person to do it. Mm. What an incredible game. I, I can't imagine having a 35-point game, triple-double without missing a shot. That, that's got to be the ultimate. Yeah. As
0: I did see on Twitter, though, he does still trail Wilt in one category, that off-field category. Yeah. <laughs> He's still got a long way to go. before he I think that he'll that, always uh, have a long way to go in that category. <laughs> Who's the other
2: team? Um, the Pelicans, obviously, yep. I was really impressed and with.
0: Is it, was it Toronto you Toronto, mentioned? Toronto, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I love Toronto. I've, obviously, every podcast we do, I talk about Toronto. But, <laughs> you know, that game against Boston, you know, they looked really good. I thought Boston might have the edge in that one because it's earlier in the season. But, you know, Kawhi looks great and oh, yeah. Lowry looks comfortable and, you know, all those young guys and their depth, It just they look like a really, really good team. That
0: was a, that was a really good game and I, I think I tweeted that, uh, you know, I'd sign up for that Boston-Toronto uh, Eastern final series right now. Yeah, I'll take that one right now because both those teams are are highly entertaining to watch. A couple of bad starts, and ironically, Boston after that first game against Phillies kind of mm, struggled a little bit. Yeah, a
2: couple of shaky losses. One mm. in Orlando yesterday. Yes, I, I think watched it that. Was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm not
2: sure what's going. On. I think they'll be fine. Obviously, um, that battle for the division though, because obviously Boston and Toronto are in the same division. there. Yep. that's going to be a really good one if you've if you've had any money on that. But, yeah, they'll be fine. I think they're just starting a little bit slowly. But you saw in the preseason, even though preseason doesn't mean much, they were much the same. You know, They weren't looking great at either end of the floor. But, yeah, they'll be fine. I think um, there's no need to put the panic on there.
1: There's not too many teams in the East that you need to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Full stop. That's a good point. And so you've got your Boston, Toronto, Philly once they get going. Yep. Uh, After that. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah potentially. Potentially. you wouldn't put them with those three. No, great. Not, not no, up there. I yeah.
0: agree with that. Um, another bad starting team is a team, ironically, we praised last week for their opening night effort without Russell Westbrook. That's oh, okay. Yeah. See, they haven't won a game yet. Yeah. that's It's a, a worry. It is a worry. They didn't look great the other day.
2: Westbrook came back, played really well. But, you know, I was looking on Twitter and a couple of other guys agreed. Like, who's their fourth best player there? Like. You get past Westbrook, George, and Adams, who's you yeah. know gives you thirteen and twelve. Who else is you know what's going on there? Schroeder, you know, looks okay early, but obviously he's a liability on defense. Mm. And- Ed loves his haircut. Yeah, love- yeah, I'm dying for one of those there. this weekend. Yeah. You know, they got a big game on Friday. I think they are playing sorry, Boston. Aren't they? Boston, yeah. yeah, Boston at home. So, it'll be
0: really interesting to watch that game and just see how they adapt. The other uh, fascinating game was the uh, Warriors and. uh uh Jazz game. Oh, what Ingles, a game! That Ingles was. went for twenty-seven. What it was a, a great game, game. and uh, Jarebko with the tip-in to win it, which was just remarkable. When you think of all the all the talent on the floor, and not that he's not talented, but he's kind of the last guy you'd expect to hit the winner against his old team. Ironically, it was fascinating, wasn't it? I saw
2: him walk out on the court. And I'm like, what are they doing?
0: <laughs> why, why is he on right now? <laughs> I had the same and then thought. He, he gets
2: the tip-in. But if there's a replay that you can see, which is hilarious, Uh I can't remember who it was, but he. On the rebound, he pushed, actually pushed your rep go to the right side. So he was on the left side of the ring. And on the box out, he gave him a little shove and it ended up right under the ball. So we're well, perfect for him.
1: I, I loved his celebration. Obviously, he played for the Jazz last <laughs> year. Yeah. He let yeah. the Jazz bench know about it. So <laughs> he did, didn't he? He was
0: excited and he should be as well. Um Ben Simmons, the mysterious is the Channel 9 website dot news.com.au website called today, mysterious back injury. It's not that mysterious. I mean, he's just got a sore back. <laughs> I think you're right. Back is never good though. That's no, the, it, war, it That's the one word. I'm calling the curse of
1: the Kardashian. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's
2: there already. You it's said there. it was off the on our first podcast, I think. You
1: said mm. it was fine. Yeah, well,
0: I, I
1: misunderstood <laughs> what this curse can do.
0: They're going to be an interesting team to watch today. We had the thing Embiid getting Drummond uh, ejected with with what everyone's saying is a flop, yeah, and then Embiid a, coming back at Twitter, and then Drummond coming back at him. Yeah, um, you know, it, Embiid's an interesting one because when things are going well, you know, he's a great character. Let's have a laugh, isn't he great? If yeah. things aren't going so well, he kind of looks like a jerk. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, you can you can rub you the, like things yeah. like that against Drummond. You know. First of all, there was a flop. Second of all, Drummond shouldn't be doing like he's gotta stop doing silly things like that. He's gotta play smarter. Yeah. He's not gonna get sucked in. That's you just weird. when you play playing B you just have to keep your head, yep. play smart, and uh, get walk away with the win. I
1: love his antics. You <laughs> he's you fun. two you two fuddy duddies over there. <laughs> <laughs> you just I like m- it. When m- they're winning, when yeah. they're losing,
0: it doesn't play as well. I That's like that argument. he doesn't
1: I like that he doesn't change for anyone in any situation. We know he's a killer on the basketball court. Mm. I like the fact that he has a bit of fun because if you play 82 games in a yeah. season, yeah. you've got to find some fun yep. out there from time to time. And he, he does a great job. The, the whole social media thing, all that sort of stuff. I love it. Yeah. Uh,
2: look,
0: I agree. He does a great job.
2: I love that side. I don't like the flopping. to get a second tech off a flop in, in the last minute of a game on Drummond, they're like... It kind of goes both ways. Drummond's got to pull his head in a bit, I think.
0: Um, last thing for you guys, uh, Delhi Matthew Delvedo over Thon Maker, recording a lot of DNPs, not getting the playing time. Um, interesting. Uh, Do we read anything into this?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Brooke Lopez coming in was always going to hurt Thon's time, but yeah. he was injured for the start of the year also, which didn't help. Delhi, same thing last year, injured a lot of last year. You know, which which led them other guys to playing more and he's kinda of just lost his spot there. I, I can't see much changing unless they get injuries there.
0: Well you got Di Vincenzo came in youngster, he's gonna get more playing time. Another thing that's weird is that Delhi's got that big contract. So mm-hmm. whether they're gonna, you know, get rid of him or not. He's just one of those guys. Look, he's a great teammate. So I, I you know, I can't see him not wanting him around. Yeah, my whole thing is change a coach. Yeah. True. Some, some True. coaches
1: get their mindset on a certain individual. And it just doesn't work out. I think when you sign with a club as a free agent, they sell you a vision. And when he initially went to Milwaukee from Cleveland, he was sold a vision of what they were going to be. Since then, two new coaches, and he's just gone down the shuffle a little bit. Thon Maker, he's still young. Agreed. We think. (laughs) (laughs) But he's got so much upside And we saw the year before, he didn't play a whole lot and then come finals time, he was instrumental Mm. in what Milwaukee was able to do. So, new coach again, maybe it takes a little bit of time for him to to sort sort it out, but yeah, time will tell
0: on that one. Uh, Before we uh, sign off, Coxie, a couple of big games coming up tomorrow, that's Thursday, Uh, Utah at Houston. That'll be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, very obviously Chris Paul's still out on that one, yeah. which is uh, you know
2: ruins it a little bit. The, the eye coucher <laughs> Yeah, what a story that was. Um, yeah, it should be a good game. Utah didn't play very well their last game, losing to Memphis. Who?
0: Yes, disappointing that
2: one. You went from a really good game to a really poor game. Mm. That was a a that Which one.
0: again, that's the thing about the NBA—they play so many games. Um, Friday, a couple of big ones. You mentioned Boston, Oklahoma City, and Denver goes into uh, L.A. to play the
2: Lakers. Yeah, we're going to chuck these games up early for right. our customers because they're so big. Um, obviously, you've got a, a slate tomorrow, but you can have a look at these games. We're going to chuck OKC at uh, fabs at home to Boston, and we're going to get the Lakers and Nuggets game. That'll be around pick, I think. Mm. So might slightly well, favour the You can't Lakers. have
0: a pick. you got to go 0.5, yeah, don't you? No,
2: nah, we'll go minus one Lakers. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll give them what they want. All
1: right. All right. No warning. I'm throwing you under the bus here. <laughs> All right. Hit me. <laughs> you saw my tweet during the week. Which for one most improved.
2: Yes. It was uh no who is that? Miritich. Meritage. Ah, yes. From
1: New Orleans yes. Pelicans. Yep.
2: Yes. yep. What are we at for Miritich for most improved? Uh, he has cut in massively. Let me mm. get the odds up for you. We gave him a big chop yesterday. I think he's down to about four dollars or something. So you've missed wow. you've definitely missed the price. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. Gamble
0: responsibly, Yeah, of course, gamble
2: responsibly. But I don't know if it was your tweet or uh, other people having the same opinion, but he was absolutely crunched. He is into 4.33 on site. Wow. Wow. Mm. Oh, sorry, that's Levine. Sorry, Miritich is $7 on site. Levine's another one. Levine's the other one. Levine was the one I had in my head um, because I was tweeting about him as well.
0: Next week we can talk about maybe some surprises because, uh, as you know, uh, or may or may not know, I'm a Trailblazer fan. Watch most of their games. Stauskas has been unbelievable in their first couple of games. In fact, they probably should have found him instead of Lillard driving to the hole, but, you know, it's Dame's team yeah. <laughs> against uh, the the Wizards, who played really well. Markeith Morris, by the way, was unbelievable. Big shots. Um, but... You know, We've got some of these guys, Levine, uh, Miritich, guys that are sort of really stepping up, so maybe we'll have a look at that next week. Karis so, LeVert's another one. Karis Levert, yeah. often mentioned in, in the, the trade deal. Uh, he's one of those pieces that keeps getting thrown out there at times. But, yeah, he's played very, very well. Anything else, guys, before we sign off? Were though, Coxie? I Anything? just don't like your T-shirt, Ed, that you've got on today. I just pulled one out of the closet. It does say Gonzaga Bulldogs. Apologies to uh, the LMU fraternity out there but i can say i've got friends and lots of family that have just jumping on the bandwagon i think they came out
1: at number three in the uh, preseason polls i can tell you
0: i have been around gonzaga since the dan fitzgerald era so that's a long long time ago long before mark few came on the scene so i will i will defend myself in that one great to see you were though carry on as the ambassador coxie As always, thank you very much. What's his Twitter handle? It's Adam underscore Cox 41, (laughs) and we will get that out this week. That is it for the Sportsbet Basketball Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and, of course, keep across the NBL at nbl.com.au. Also, Sportsbet, Twitter, Instagram feeds, Facebook page, app, website, you name it. And, of course, always gamble responsibly.